Welcome to the Power Your Life radio show with host and success doc, Joanne White. Author, speaker, certified coach, and energy master, Doc White gets to the heart of what matters most. She features guests and experts to help you consciously create more success, health, and wellness in every area of your life, work, and relationships. They'll share their success stories, wisdom, and know-how to help you shine more light onto your day and into your life. Power your life right now. Here's Joanne White. Hello, everyone, and I'm Joanne White. Thank you so much for joining Power Your Life. Speaking of powering your lives, oftentimes we think about what does it mean to live an authentic life and to be authentic? How do we relate to other people? And also, more importantly, how do we relate to ourselves and make sure that what we're putting out into the world and also for ourselves is really based on our truth and our own experiences? Well, Today, I have a very special guest, and her name, and I hope Marianne, I'm pronouncing it right, is Marianne Rodini Spencer. She's an award-winning screenwriter, producer, author, journalist, TV host, and the president of Rodini Entertainment Corporation, which is a content creation, public relations, marketing, TV, and film production company. Marianne is a member of the Producers Guild of America and the Writers Guild West. She has executively produced and produced movies and series for such networks as CBS, Showtime, TMC, USA, Time Warner Cable, and more. Marianne is celebrated for co-producing and writing the teleplay for the award-winning, critically acclaimed Hallmark Hall of Fame movie, The Lost Valentine starring Betty White and Jennifer Love Hewitt. She is also the creator and producer and host of the award-winning Healthy Living TV cooking series and also cookbook, Simply Delicious Living, sounds good, with Mary Ann, (laughs) and the author of this wonderful new book, Lady in the Window. Welcome, Mary Ann Spencer. How are you? Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. I'm it's so glad. Name. Did I pronounce your middle name right? Mary, Rid- you did. Did, I, did I say it right? Perfect. You got it. <laughs> okay, good. So we were talking a little bit, and, and I, I'm fascinated, firstly, by the book, Lady in the Window, and also wondering how you came up with the title. It's a fascinating title, and it just leads the reader or, or somebody that even is going to look at that book and say, wow, what, does this, what is this all about? You know, I have to say that when I was walking on a beautiful street down in Kutchog, New York, which is out on Long Island, it's on the North Fork um, near Orient Point. It's just about 15, 20 minutes from the Hamptons, a beautiful Courier in Ivestown. My parents used to live there. And it, it was so such a quaint street, and I thought this would be a great place to place a novel and I was very relaxed I was on vacation and so I didn't have a lot going on except just relaxing and a a title came to me lady in the window 
I kid you not, it happened like that. And I had the title before I had the actual treatment uh, to write the book. And I didn't even start to write it probably until eight months later. I, I started to outline and I placed the novel in a different time period in Europe during World War II. And I started to write a chapter or two. I put it away. And it wasn't until a family vacation to Kauai that I said, no, this is the place <laughs> that it has to be. And again, I was on vacation. I was relaxed. So much comes to me during vacation <laughs> and when I'm driving in the car. You know, I think that's so, important because oftentimes when people are more relaxed, taking a shower or walking or, or yes. they're created their creativity and imagination just flourish like yours did. So tell us a little bit about the book and the premise of it and what you want readers to get from it, Marianne. Well, it's about a young woman who is successful. She's a lifestyle writer for a very popular magazine in Manhattan. And she has a great family, great friends, the man of her dreams, or so she thinks. He's really not treating her that well. <laughs> but unforeseen events spiral, and she has to regroup and change her life and the way she looks at it. And because a few things happen in a short period of time, her, her new friend, she did an interview, a famous talk show host, invites her to, to stay in Hanalei. And she goes to Hanalei and kind of gets out of the busyness of her life. And just like I did when I was walking down that street and got jogged, she kind of takes a break and looks at her life and figures out where she wants to go. She quiets her mind, so she's able to get tune in, I should say, to the synchronicity sent from beyond. And that's really important because something happens in her life. I don't want to be a spoiler for the book, but something happens that makes her look at things beneath the surface. And she becomes more spiritual, and she also gets in touch with her creative purpose. And I think we all go through changes, upheavals, uh, a death of a loved one, a, a breakup of a romantic relationship. These are things, we all go through these types of things in life. And I think when we allow ourselves time to heal in a way, you can really kind of then heal yourself and then Maybe refocus if you have to. We all have to check in with ourselves, and that's what she does. And I think the way she does it, I did it in a certain way because I wanted to, people to look at this book and read this book and get something from it for those times in their life when they go through change. You know, I think it's so valuable because, like you said, we 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 go through our lives and we we are constantly shifting and changing. Circumstances happen mm -hmm. that affect us on so many different levels. And one of the core pieces that that's within your set, within you, and within the book that's coming out, is about being authentic and living yes. an authentic life that actually feels good. It's and and that we resonate with. So how does how do you see yourself and also the book in terms of authenticity for for our listeners? 
Sure. Well, I can, I'll start with me. I mean, sometimes your path isn't always clear. You may have an idea. For me, you know, it was important to be in a creative industry. It's something that I always wanted to do. I knew from a very young age, I wanted to make movies. That's what I would tell my friends. I want to go to Hollywood and make movies. I also wanted to write. And I knew that I also wanted to write novels, but I didn't get to that for a long time. And because I had to make a living, find my way, I went to school, I graduated with a degree in film and communication. So the life comes in. So I think part of our life is training. And I know it was for me. The jobs that I had led me to where I am today, but I don't necessarily know if I would have laid that out for myself. I just kept myself open to certain opportunities and jumped on it if it's kind of felt right. So I think that you have to touch base with yourself and ask yourself questions often. How am I feeling about this situation? Do I, what am I doing? Am I happy with what I'm doing? What is it that I want to do? And if you don't really know, then maybe you should take some aptitude tests, take a break, kind of try different things, see what feels right to you. I think this is very important for all of us. Um, you know, sometimes a person like myself has an idea of something that they want to do, and it's okay to maybe pursue it. And if something doesn't feel right or if you want to take another path, you do. But when you're in production and film and TV, there are many paths you can take to get to where you want. And it took me a while to really, even though I was always writing in all my jobs uh, as a magazine writer, writing for the news, writing for television, uh, I really had to come back to my core because I also wanted to write novels besides writing screenplays. And finally, I put myself on a schedule to do that. And I think with Kate, my character, She's doing what she likes. She loves working at her job, but things happen that cause her to go deeper because it's really not, she's not doing everything she really wants and she doesn't have what she wants yet. So how do you get from A to B? And that's what she does is what I hope that people can take away because I, I think you can use some of the tools I have in the book, even though it's fiction, uh, in your real life. You know, I think that's so important. Why do you think that a lot of people are, are afraid or don't or aren't more self-reflective and, and, like you said, really get in touch with themselves and check in and figure out, well, what's going on here? Is this, does this feel right? Is this really me? Whatever it is. What happens that, that people are really resistant to that? Sorry. I think we get used to being on a certain path. You get up in the morning, brush your teeth, you know, get ready for work, eat breakfast, go to work. Everyone has to make a living. Sometimes we don't have our the job of our dreams right away. We have to work towards it. And so I think all those things play into it. Then you get on a, and sometimes it's looking at family patterns. What do people expect of you? What do you expect of yourself? Or what are you told to expect? You know, I think that that's why it's so important to take a break, get in nature, go for a walk, even at the gym. You know, you can get ideas just moving, taking dance, um, meditating, doing yoga. Um, But I, I think that there are, 
ways to do it that you can quiet your mind and ask, and why don't people do that? I think because sometimes they get so caught up in the inertia of life. Um, they're so busy on their cell phones. <laughs> you know, they need, you need to take a break from all that and to really quiet yourself. And, and that could be a scary thing for some people, too, because then you I have agree. to take think- responsibility for your life. Oh my goodness! Guess what, that though? Works. Guess what? Responsibility. <laughs> but guess you know, what? No, I, I think this it's... is your life. <laughs> this is your life. It's not a dress rehearsal. So hello. And you're right. That's scary for people. There, there yeah. in the book, uh, there, there is some hint of spirituality and and divine intervention. I totally believe in that because, like you said, Me when too. you when you when you walk away, like I always get divine messages when I'm moving, when I'm dancing, when I'm walking, whatever. It's a beautiful way to do that. So mm-hmm. how how does that seem? And, again, I don't want to give everything away from the book either because I think that, the, mm-hmm. that everybody needs to read this book. But how does that oh, theme work or how does that theme threaded throughout Lady in the Window? Well, at the very beginning, I knew when I sat down to write the book, After I did an outline first because I like to work from outlines. The, but the very first, the preface deals with a spirit. Spirit's there, and Kate feels it. She doesn't really understand what she's feeling until later. But all throughout the book, she taps into, she's learning how to follow her intuition and to tap into messages. And I think we do have messages. They, they come to us in different ways. It's synchronicities, to understand the synchronicities of life or situations. It's a feeling. You know, she is a little bit of an empath, but she can feel things. And I think we all have the capacity to um, be empathetic, to understand what's right for us. To so, Sometimes, if you ever... Most people, if they've ever had this experience, they say to themselves, boy, what a coincidence. Well, that's a synchronicity. And sometimes those synchronicities, if you're aware of them and you can follow them, they make sense. And I think that's divine because it's showing us our path. And she prays for guidance, but she also, there is someone, a few people up there helping her along the way. And that's what I also wanted to convey is that when our loved ones die, I truly believe that through, through God, through the universe, through higher power, if it's allowed, they help guide us. And we could ask for help. We could pray to God for help. And he sends these little angels to us. And Kate has her angels around her. She has to learn how to kind of tap into those signs. And actually, in my next book, The Paradise Table, which comes out later this year, she will even hone those skills even more to where she's solving some mysteries of life. Ah, um, wonderful. Yeah, so I I did that. I wanted to – I love mysteries, um, but I also want to write about I, – I say I write about the themes of aloha because I believe that um, – to me, that means so much because the themes of Aloha have to do with living in the spirit of compassion, respect, honor for our neighbors and all living things and preservation of the earth. And I, I just love the the whole concept of Aloha. And I wanted to 
write about that in my novel. So that was also a deliberate thing that I wanted to convey because I, I truly believe it. I think we are all connected and um, people can tap into this knowledge and understanding. And I think that's part of the, our spiritual nature, which we've neglected for a while. Yes, we have. You know, I love that, too. I teach people how to connect with their spirit guides and their angels. Mm -hmm. And um, just really quickly, my mother, when when she, like after she first passed over, she used to flicker the light Mm -hmm. in my house. And, oh, yeah. you know, I knew it was her. I mean, so, so yes, I believe in those messages. I get messages from her, from my grandmother, and mm-hmm. and um, I just think it's it's wonderful. And and like you said, Marianne, we all have that capacity to connect and to enrich our lives with so much from the other side and from the divine if we're open to it and if we move past the the fear and the reticence of it. Now, I've had do you experiences with my mother passing, by the way, that I actually put a, a, a bit of it into this book. My brothers and sisters witnessed it with me when my my mom passed. Her, we saw the light coming from her body, going up and around the room and all around us, and then up into a corner of the room. And my brother actually photographed it. He had the wherewithal. I couldn't believe oh. this. He, it was amazing. He, or his phone was right there and he actually photographed that so we have that as a as a memory and um i i didn't as i was writing this book and after i the book was already at the publishers i started doing a lot of reading and what was really surprising to me is how many people in the medical community have written books and have talked about experiences they've had with people with seeing this kind of thing that we saw and also uh, the near-death experiences, the things that people have gone through. And it's really amazing to me because, you know, science is really one way, but there are people in the medical community who really understand about the spirit and it's really real. (laughs) I mean, Oh it's, yeah, we, it is. You know, it's and interesting. You would around the world pray and believe <laughs> all these things. Well, hello. Why, if you're doing this, there's a reason, and it's because we do live in an in another way once we pass from this life. And so, why not? You know, why why not be? Um, and I also getting back to the title of your first question, Lady in the Window. Sometimes, if I set it in a certain place, like a New England place or whatever. I didn't want it to be scary. I that's why another reason why I said it in Kauai is because I wanted to the beauty of life and our spirit and our loved ones living on. I know the Hawaiians really connect with that, but I wanted to I wanted it to be more a positive, more uplifting uh, rather than frightening. I didn't want it to be a scary book. You know, in some cultures, when when people are are passing over, there's a celebration for the soul and its continuation into wherever it's going and moving. And it's so beautiful because there is that that continuation. And when we're mm-hmm. able to act that and connect with those people um, who've passed over, it's it's just I think it's just so magical. I get messages I even helps. from my 
deceased Siamese cat, <laughs> whom I adore. You know, I, I get it mainly through dreams. I have a lot of prophetic dreams and also uh, conversations in dreams, which is another way. And sometimes it's waking life, messages, feelings, synchronicities. It's it's a lot of the things I do write about it. And, you know, I, I have fa- other family members that experience similar types of things. But I think that it it helps so much when you're aware of it for healing, for, for knowing, you know, for trusting the universe, for trusting the whole process of life, for appreciating what you have right now, being able to share your love with people who are close to you and really understanding that this is a gift. And while we're learning and while, yes, we all have issues and problems and things we're overcoming, this is why we're here. And we're here to love, you know, and, and to know that, that you can continue to love your deceased loved ones and know that they're there, find comfort in that. How comforting is that? You know, it's so beautiful, and I share your sentiment. I think one of the main reasons we're here is to love, to learn, to grow, mm-hmm. and to mm-hmm. share all that with so that that's wonderful. Do you mm-hmm. see Lady in the Window as a film or any kind of, of production other than a novel? Yes. Um, I, I, well, I saw <laughs> as a movie. Thank you. Thank you very much. No, I, I have written the script. Um, ah, I wrote the script, uh, and uh, it's just, I think my agent just said to me about a week or two ago, Did you, do you have a script for this? <laughs> I said, by the way, I sure do. So um, I sent it to him, and I see it as a movie. I, I saw it as a movie while I was writing it. But, um, yes, um, knock on wood, knock on wood. <laughs> okay, well, I share that with you because I, did, I saw it as you, and, uh, as, oh, re, you know, as I was reading and it's really important. Tell us, because you've done so much with, with film, with producing on TV or whatever, where do you feel is, and, I, and you're multi-talented, but where do you feel at most at home? The, or, or is there any one particular place or in terms of producing or film? or What, what really captivates you? Or maybe it's all of it. Yeah, um, I think creatively, different things get expressed different ways. And so whatever that expression is for that thought or that idea, that's the way. But I say my writing, I am very happy. I know this sounds whatever, but I'm very happy sitting at my computer. <laughs> dreaming. No, I understand that. <laughs> And sometimes I get a little bit riled when I have to leave it, you know, or I have to go out or do something. But I know that I can come back to it. So I do try to program my day where I have that time because that is precious to me. And I also feel the same way. I, You know, I love to cook because I have my blog that's on my website, Simply Delicious Living. So when I'm in the kitchen cooking or or fooling around with different ingredients, and creating a recipe, that to me is nirvana as well. So I, I love being in my home environment. I'm a homebody. And I also love being out in nature. Um, but I think when I'm at, either at the stove or at my computer, I'm probably the happiest. I love, I do love the whole idea of producing a movie and seeing it made, but I'd rather have other people do all those things. I like to hand them the script. 
and help out in marketing or maybe talking to them about casting and do the things I do. But I don't, I have been on the set as a producer all day and night. That's a better job for someone else because I could be writing other things. And so I I, kind of had to realize that about myself, which I did, which is why I started doing more. I used to produce a lot of other people's movies. And then I said, no, something's not right here. You know, I got to really start. I'm a writer. I have to really start doing my own projects, writing them. So that, that was my aha moment. Um, I had to do it for a while, though, to realize, no, this is, I don't think this is really completely me. And, again, it's a, it's a little bit about that theme where you get in touch with, with who you are and the changes right. and recognize that it's that, that oh, here – this is this this feels right, and this is right. this is where I want to be, and and, and that's part of. Yeah. I always think about it as our evolution, and that's part of the evolutionary right. process. And you I know, when you were talking about to cook- any writers, oh, I just Go wanted ahead. to say to any writers that they it is really important that they know how to do their own marketing, and you also have to, if if you want your movie made, if you want your book made into a novel, it's important that you do those steps and maybe work as in a producing capacity trying to set it up. But then there in, in production, there is a line producer that is on the set that manages the crew and the day-to-day. So those are two different things. So there is a different kind of producing. Um, there's several different kinds of producers. So I just wanted to be clear about that because I think authors these days, especially these days, have to very be hands-on with getting their material out there and you know, getting it to where they want it to be. I agree. Now, I was going to ask you about cooking. You answered a little bit of that, and and I sure. and when you're cook, you know, when you're in the kitchen, it's a very creative. If you're not just following a recipe, but coming up with your own ideas, and <laughs> oh, what's in the refrigerator? And it's yep. it's incredibly creative, and <laughs> I like love to it cook? too. Oh, yes, good. and to me, it's a way of sometimes just relaxing by oh, being inventive and. Yeah, it's very it's it's it's, it's it very fun? it's a very beautiful experience. So, yeah, tell is. us a little bit about that cooking show and how sure. that came about. You know, kind of a strange way because I used to do a lot of cooking segments uh, when I was producing for CNN and for some other outlets. I did a lot of lifestyle, um, health and fitness shows, but I also produced a lot of cooking segments and. Um, at that point, which was a long time ago, I said, I always want to write a cookbook someday because I used to keep my recipes. I used to write them out and have a file. Well, I think back in 2009, 10, um, I, had a, uh, I was approached to do a cooking show for a local station. And we didn't really have a big budget um, for talent. So I thought, you know, I wonder if I should just be doing this, cooking and whatever. I feel comfortable. It's not a big thing. It was, you know, and I so we did a pilot, and they said, we like this. And one thing led to another, and then the whole market changed. And then in 2010, I decided I wanted to do another kind of a show. And I started um, with Simply Delicious Living, and it was my recipes, in, and it's filmed in my kitchen, and it's on PBS <laughs> television. In Southern California, it's also on my blog and in Ventura County Star online. And I've been doing that since 2010, and I love it. And I have a blog, and I blog about not only recipes, but 
healthy living, joyous living, inspirations, tips, sustainable living, crafts, that kind of thing, because it's all close to my heart. And I am a lifestyle writer. I had written, I was a food writer for many magazines, a food editor, and also an environmental writer. And so I just kind of combined all those passions into my blog. Well, it's wonderful, and it works. <laughs> Thank, <laughs> so that, you. That's... Thank you. It's, it, it's, my, it's my happy place. <laughs> I, I understand that. And I also understand about writing and how that can be yeah. so rewarding when you're, you know, some people think it's a very lonely experience. but. Yeah. It's so exciting. It isn't at all. (laughs) (laughs) It's like being a detective or uncovering a mystery or watching a movie. I really, you know, it's so magical when you're in there. You know, you shut the door, you turn on, light a candle, turn on the music. You know, if you, I have to work with an outline, but I so love it. I, I find that when I don't do it, I kind of feel congested. It's almost like it has to come out. And the more you do it, the more, I think the more that, you know, you channel it, you kind of want to do it. And um, it's really an enjoyable experience for me. And, you know, I'll have to, for me right now, I have a lot of other projects, so I have to manage my time well because I also have a family and, you know, all those things. But I think when you make that schedule and allow yourself the time, it's it's really wonderful. And, again, it's it should be your happy place. I mean, you shouldn't be, I don't think, I don't, I don't believe in being a tortured writer. I know some people no. think they have to be tortured to be and, You know, artist, it's not for everyone. Okay. Some people who feel no. like you torturous, that, that's, that, that's not what they should be doing. There are so many other right. things that they could be doing. But it is How is Lady it in is the Window, <laughs> if any, autobiographical? It, you know, there are elements of my personality in Kate. I think that we... As, as all writers can't help but write about what they know or bring in some influences. I, I didn't have to make her a writer, but it worked for her life because she had some flexibility because how many people could really go away for a month? And she can do it because she's a writer. So she does her work and she's able to um, do it on, in a certain way. And um, so and she, I also gave her the cooking, the love of cooking, because it brings together the community, the ohana, and because she meets a group of friends. And, um, you know, in Hawaii, and I do this with my friends here in California or Hawaii, we love to get together, cooking, entertaining with family and friends. I grew up in that kind of environment, and I know how it brings people together. And part of aloha is ohana and family and the togetherness and the sharing and it's very nurturing when you're going through a healing when you need healing or when you go through a crisis and i know in my life um, the times where i've had some issues when i went home to my parents house oh my gosh i loved it you know i felt like i was in a cushy place and people loved me (laughs) took care of me (laughs) and i I think we all have that place (laughs) <laughs> yes, and 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 a lot of times it is it is the home base, and sometimes it's a friend's house or what or you yes. know what where, oh, wherever that place that's like home. Yes, right? absolutely. And you, the whole friend thing. I mean, that is so important 
because, you know, to have a couple of really close friends that you can call any time of day or night or who, who really, you know, love you for who you are and get excited about things happening for you and vice versa. And that's also very important in Lady in the Window, her friendships, because friendships are huge um, and they are in this book because they help each other. And sometimes our friends are more like family than some family members, as, mm-hmm. as you all know. So, right? mm-hmm. How yeah. does Lady in the Window resonate with living your truth, being authentic, and living it? And, and once, once we capture that, living in a place of joy and happiness? I think in order to live your authentic life, you do have to identify your dream or your purpose, your passion. There are a couple of different ways to do that. Um, They say, you know, allowing yourself time to be quiet, be in nature, walk, meditate, yoga. You may be trying different things, treasure mapping. Um, There was a great book, Shakti Gawain, um, Creative Visualization, talked about treasure mapping, where you cut pictures of out from magazines and words and put them on um, in a scrapbook and you kind of visualize what you want to happen or what you think you want to happen. And then while you're doing it, sometimes you get ideas of, oh, that looks interesting. And it just, even if you set a goal and put a number of different things down, what you want to accomplish personally and professionally, you'd be surprised at some of those things and how they transpire over time. But I think those are small steps to take action for that dream. And the reason why it's, it's so important is because, again, we talked about this earlier. We have one life. This is it. We have to take responsibility. We should be happy. Why not? We don't, well, know, I think we're no... we're here to be happy. I mean, that, again, Absolutely. love, happy, be joyful. Mm-hmm. At, but but you're right, being able to access that. So how does that how is that expressed in Lady in the Window? The the access to to her joy, and also to living and being authentic and connected to who she really is. I mean, you talked about it, but but at, at the beginning of the book, she's. She's happy in her life, and she thinks she has the man of her dreams in her life, and that they're going to have a life together. She discovers, though, after cluing into certain actions, that the actions don't match the words. Uh oh, what am I going to do? I've been avoiding this because it, it's hard. It's hard to deal with. You know, you don't want your heart broken. You don't want to go through pain. What do you do? She has to decide what to do. What is that going to mean? What are the implications? Then when she does find the power to make the move, it changes her life completely. And then there are other things she didn't count on that come into play. Through that, she kind of has to find a way to be grounded. And that's where her friends come in and her family. They help her. And one of her friends guides her, gives a a place to stay for a while to regroup in Hanalei. And when she does that, when she quiets herself, then she's able to go through the healing and understanding. And I don't want to, you know, she goes through a whole No, don't get too much away. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And so that's what happens. That's how she finds her way. She finds her way by recognizing something's a little off. 
then she deals with it, but it causes some ramifications. And then other things come into play that she didn't expect. So she really has to, it makes her regroup. Life, I should say, makes her regroup. And then through that, she's able to say, okay, I'm regrouping. So let's do this. Let's get what I want here. <laughs> you know, I, I, it's to, true and, and because life happens. And when something happens, we make a decision, like you said, Marianne, and right. something happens, we're in that shift. And because we've made that decision and that shift is taking place, our life is altered in some way, and we have to kind of pay attention to the changes and also be ready to move with them and shift with them and be comfortable in in that new, whether it's an environment or that new sense of self. What would you right. like the readers to get from? Sorry, go ahead. No, I'm saying people who don't, there's another path, which is overeating, alcoholism, you know, um, obsessive behaviors that aren't good for you. So she, she, in, you know, there's a few things that happen to her. You'll read the book and you'll see, and then she goes, "Uh oh, not the good way." So you know, not for me. <laughs> yeah, not for yes. And the thing is, you know, you want to come out of whatever happens to you on the other side of and, and the positive side. And you sort of answered a little bit of my next question. What do you want readers to take away from Lady in the Window? Well, the the main thing, even though it, it can show people certain ways to heal, this was my idea for the book before I even had the storyline. It was that our loved ones live on in spirit, and they do help guide us. And we, are, we do have help, a divine help, if we ask. And if we're, we could recognize the signs. And I, while I was writing this book, my brother gave me a box of things. My parents had saved boxes for each of the kids of cards and things we made for them and school projects. I pulled out my box, and in it was stories I had written when I was 12, 13, and 14. I was blown away because I forgot about them. And one of the stories about a young girl during the Civil War a friend tells her when her mother dies that that her mother is her mother is in spirit. Just talk to her anytime you want. She 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 loves you and will surround you always. And it's exactly what I was writing. And and you know what? That, that was, was also a message from your mom. Yeah, it's synchronistic. To be able to act right. Ab- absolutely. And my mom, if anything in the book is me, it's Catherine is my mother <laughs> in the book. That's my mom. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's amazing. It's it's really it's it's just amazing. A lot of wonderful things happen writing this book. So what's next? You talked about the next book that you that's yes. coming out. Can you share a little bit about book? that? Yes, um, it's it's the the name of it is the Paradise Table, and it's the it's a sequel, and it's an idyllic community in paradise. And something I don't want to really tell you, but Kate no, don't. and her friends, <laughs> Kate and her friends, um, there's a, a senseless crime that rocks the community, and it prompts a decades-old secret to resurface. And great, and Kate, my character, must tap into her intuition to understand certain synchronicities sent for beyond. And through that, she and her friends they solve the mystery. 
and I don't want to tell you what the mystery is or whatever, but it brings friendships closer because they learn things about one another and themselves, and they they help the community, and um, it, and they come together in this type of paradise table, and I and in my I'm actually working on the third book, The Secrets of Grace Manor. Secrets of Grace Manor, I should say, and uh, there it's going to be more of a mystery series where uh, things so is, get solved. Is that a part of this sequel? Is that part of this, or it's a totally new? Book? No, it's part of that. Will be this will be part of it because um, in the first book, Kate is learning how to tune into synchronicities and dreams and understand dreams and messages for herself. In the second book, she's kind of picking up on things from her family and friends, which we do in, you know, I know I do when you're close to people. And um, then in the third book, I really don't want to tell you the premise, but it's more, don't, don't, it's don't. just, yeah, it's just, it's mysteries. It's, and because I, I, I knew that I wanted, it's a different kind of a mystery. It's not a crime crime or a murder crime. You know, it may be in the future. I don't know, but they're different mysteries. And um, I just am having fun with it. What can I say? Well, that's good. And in a way, you know, life is a mystery. And and as we move forward and be able to connect and uncover and and figure out those mysteries for ourselves, that's how Mm -hmm. we find, and, and and our friends and our families, that's how we access our joy and more of our sense of purpose, I think. So so it's wonderful yeah. that you're doing it that way. I would love to interview you again when the sure. second book comes out. Absolutely. I don't have the date yet, but, you know, um, I will soon, I'm sure. I think it's going to be the, uh, towards the end of this year. And um, so, yeah, it'll be fun. Wonderful. So, Marianne, you and I could talk forever because there's so much synchronicity in how we think and what we do, and I love it, and I love this book, and I love all that you're doing. What do you want to, or what do you want to leave for our listeners? What sure. idea, um, concept, whatever? Well, I think um, to find gratitude in every day in the little things, and also, um, and that's what I try to do through my blog, it, give uh, people inspiration and fun things to think of, um, to create their own recipe, you know, for their life. And um, that's really what it is. I, I think life's a journey and it should be, there's a lot of ups and downs, but it, the main part is the joy. If you can tap into the joy of a beautiful flower, of a fabulous saying of a good book, coffee, you know, great conversation. I mean, that is the joy in life. And really, um, that is just, it means so much, those those types of things. So um, that's what I'd like to leave people with. And if they'd like to visit me, they can just go to uh, ladyinthewindow.com. We'll bring them to my website and my Simply Delicious Living blog. So, um that's where can that's how they can purchase? find out more. Where can they oh, purchase uh, the books? Yeah, Lady in the yeah. Window. They can get it Barnes and Noble, um, BarnesandNoble.com, Amazon.com. It's um, at Goodreads.com. There's a lot of places, but um, 
those are, that's where. And again, they could always go to ladyinthewindow.com to find out more about the books and where they can purchase them because I have links uh, on my website to go to Amazon and Barnes and Noble too if they want to learn more. Wonderful. So there's the ladyinthewindow.com website and your website. Tell tell our listeners again, Mary. Sure. It's just my name, MarianneRadiniSpencer.com. It's M-A-R-Y-A-N-N-R-I-D-I-N-I Spencer.com or LadyInTheWindow.com. And I even have um, the .com AlohaWriter.com <laughs> to make oh, it I real love simple. That. Yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, you are a gift, and it's thank been an, an absolute pre- pleasure. So thank you so much for all that you thank do. You. And for your joyful inspiration, because it comes through. It's, I mean, I'm feeling Aww. really happy. <laughs> oh, good. I'm glad. <laughs> That's, you know, I love that. If I can put a smile on someone's face and make them feel good, I love that. And I'm the same way. So thank you so much, <laughs> and I appreciate you, and more to come. All right. Take care. Have a great day. Take care. Aloha. Bye-bye. You too, Marianne. <laughs> yeah. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So remember what Marianne said, to really take, look in your life and experience the joy and really find out how to live that life more purposefully but with joy and with passion because that's who we are and also the beautiful connection to your, yourself. There are so many ways to power your life. And one of the ways is to really hone in on what we talked about, your authentic self and who you are. Next week, we're shifting gears, and we're going to talk about money and your relationship with money. So tune in next week. And if you missed anything of this show, no worries. You can find it on my website, docwhite, D-O-C-W-H-I-T-E dot org or blog talk radio. Thanks for sharing your day with us, and remember that you have the ability and the power to transform your life. Take care. You've been listening to the Power Your Life radio show with host and author, Dr. Joanne White. Listen often and spread the word about the upbeat show to enrich you and grow your life in the direction you desire. Listen again and again and visit DocWhite.org for more information and find out how Dr. Joanne can benefit you. Thank you for sharing your day with us and stay tuned for more exciting guests and events to come.